The podcast of this local government meeting is brought to you by Michigan Radio. For more coverage of local government meetings and to find out how you can support this service, go to michiganradio.org. Good evening, we call to order the Lathrop Village City Council of Monday, March the 6th, and I will ask the clerk to call roll call, please. Mayor Garrett. Present. Mayor Pro Tem Cantor. Here. Councilmember Jennings. Here. Councilmember Kinez. Here. Councilmember Miller. Madam Mayor, you have a quorum. Thank you. I invite everyone that is in the audience and one person on Zoom to say the uh, Pledge of Allegiance. To the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. So I know that we have quite a bit of uh, agenda adjustments. So before the approval, can we um, go ahead and do all the changes that we need to do for the agenda? Yeah, I'll make a motion to. Um, First, move the closed session um, from action item F to just after the consent agenda. Uh, also, move to uh, change or add a new item F. Um, this would be action on the labor attorney recommendation. And then uh, the third adjustment would be uh, move the appointment to the board of review out of the consent agenda and, in, and make it a new action request G, because that should be. An action request, not a consent agenda. And lastly, to uh, remove the uh, ZBA uh, portion of tonight's meeting. So I have a second. Thank you before you go. So we're going to make sure, just to repeat this. So move, move the closed session to after the consent agenda. So we're moving the closed session from item number F to, wait a minute, to 9.5. Nine point five. Okay, I see it. So, got it. So, closed uh, session is going to be moved to nine point five. What? Where's the point five? No, I'm saying make it nine point five. Or what you could do since you're removing seven, you could just transfer all the numbers. Right. Thank you. Right. It makes it extra difficult. Okay, so that's the first thing that we're changing. Uh, and then uh, make a new action item F, which, okay. would, which would be action on the labor attorney recommendation. And then. Okay. Then pull the um, uh, appointment of the Board of Review out of the consent agenda and make that an item G, your action request. Okay. And then remove the ZBA portion of tonight's meeting. Please ZBA is gone. Yeah. Um, okay. I think there was one more that needed to be. I think that was it. Four. No, we have one more that needs to be taken out. Is it not on here? Um, the Alliance Employee Assistance yes. Program? Yes, they are not going to be able to make it today. So remove so. that. Awesome. So I'll add that into my motion. So. Here I go trying to repeat it. So for the approval, we're looking for a second on moving the 
uh, Board of Review appointment to be letter G, changing the closed session to letter, no, sorry, no, yeah. Changing the closed session to be the first on the list for the action request. And then for the last item under action request will be the labor attorney, attorney general's action and removing zoning board of appeals. Is that correct? I'll tell you one more time. <laughs> We're going to go into the closed session at the beginning of the action requests. Just prior to the action request, sorry. Everyone have that? Is there a second? Second. Moved in the second. Uh, Council Member Jennings. No. <laughs> yes. Mayor Pro Tim Cantor. Yes. Council Member Kinev. Yes. Council Member Miller. Yes. Mayor Garrett. Yes. Motion carried. Uh, so, that's so first up is the proclamation for recognizing the 100th birthday of Julia. Are they? Anyone? Nope. No one's here from it. So, um, one, just to quickly go through this, is that uh, Ms. Harvey was born in Sydney, Mississippi on February 23rd, 1923. And moved to Michigan in 1945. Um, and she has been a uh, resident of Lather Village since 2005. And uh, the United States has the greatest number of centenarians in the world. And on the 23rd, Ms. Harvey uh, was honored for 100 years on this earth. And now, therefore, being proclaimed that I, Michael Garrett, mayor of, mayor of the city of Lake Village, and on behalf of the city council and the citizens of Lake Village, honor Ms. Harvey for her long life and prosperity and wish her many more. And this was on the 23rd day of February. Sorry, I don't have my uh, so the first up is presentation. Nope. I can't see the presentation. Oh, yeah, the presentation. Oh, no, you're there. You do what you do. So, thank you. We have uh, 2017 for a couple months, if you want me to go over through some of the pages, we can do that. Page two it is kind of a flow chart of our uh, department breakdown of officers and uh, reserves. Page three is a list of all the training we've done throughout the year. It tells you how many people have gone before those training. <clears throat> and then we we kind of break that training down so you can see like a larger group, uh, legal update, firearms, mental health, use of force, leadership. We try to break it down so you can see uh, what we go through uh, throughout the year. We're gonna move into the part A and part B crimes. 
there is a breakdown to 2021 to 22, and you can see that there is a slight uptick um, in the crimes from Part A and Part B. And there's a definition of those uh, listed on that page. If you go over to the next page, it actually does a five-year average. So if you look at the actual five years, it's a pretty flat number. And obviously, we had a drop uh, during COVID from 19 to 2021. The 22 numbers are just about equal to C2. <clears throat> Next page, we'll go over through our call for service. Um, they are going up, but I think I, our officers doing a better job of documenting what they do throughout their uh, throughout their day. Um, so when they're doing things, they're always pulling numbers to make sure that they're getting credit for everything that they do out of their show. Um, it also uh, encompasses accidents and it's pretty flat throughout the five-year average. Um, we had no fatalities uh, last year, thank goodness. And then um, there's a ticket summary uh, down at the bottom. And then the following page, we will actually have a seniority list of uh, all the employees that we have here, how much time they have in grade here at the department, as well as other departments they work at. Can you go, can you, I'm sorry, I'm trying sure. to get my bearings. Can you go back to the, you said the ticket uh, overview? So yeah, uh, second to the last page, there is a ticket summary. And it's just an overall uh, traffic violations, motor carrier violations. Okay. Five year, five year okay. Thank you. Did the did the motor carrier look like it dropped in half? Did that was was that just happen happenstance or uh, off the back of retired and ah, got it? Because <laughs> I know those are are pretty lucrative from yes. from a perspective of revenue. Yeah, that's on the agenda to get that filled. We uh, we do have the train plans come out uh, for motor carrier in in May. Okay. <clears throat> Speaking of lucrative, um, do we have data on what all of this comes out to in revenue for the city? I don't have anything here. Um, we can uh, get a printout from the court because the ticket, ticket revenue is broken out between the, the state, the court, and then the city. Okay. So that, yeah, that's something I could definitely look at. Okay. For future, that'd be great. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Anything else? I do have a question, sure. and it's only because I, I found out about it, and I think that's something that we as a council have to think about is when um, someone has to use their personal phone for city uh, business to try to figure out a way of reimbursement. Teresa had to use her phone while we had mm -hmm. uh, the phones were out. Yes. I was just trying to figure out if there's a way to reimburse for using her phone. Or saying that, I mean, I'm not really sure how the calls came through, but I'm assuming that she got the non emergency calls. Right now, I'm getting the non emergency Okay. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure who. Okay. So I, I have a department cell phone. Okay. So, yeah, it's just taking care of business when we do your Okay. Well, then we're, we're, trying to re, we're trying to reroute that, the non emergency calls like that when the yep. lines are down. Mm -hmm. We're trying to get them routed over to Southwest Dispatch. Okay. So that way, if I'm at home, it, it's just prolonging the one step or can we just get a problem to solve with this patch with your problem right Absolutely. Okay. Thank you. Anyone have anything else? Thank you, Chief. Oh, thank you, Chief, for coming to report on this since we did. Anytime. We did harass you for it. Thank you. Mm -hmm.
Next up, we have the uh, 2022 Downtown Development Authority Annual Report. Good evening, Mayor and Council. Um, I, too, am here to present the DDA's uh, 2022 uh, Annual Report um, and provide you with uh, a synopsis of all of the wonderful things that we were able to accomplish. So I believe you all have a copy of the Annual Report um, from at least a month ago. Um, and just to really highlight, um, you know, for the benefit of those that may be listening at home or watching on, on Facebook, um, so the EDA was formed in 1998, expanded in 99. Um, and the mission of the DDA is to undertake public improvements that have the greatest impact to strengthen the downtown area and attract new investments. And so we do that by leveraging our public and private dollars for the benefit primarily of the business district, which runs from Lincoln to 12 mile and um, along 12 mile and a bit along um, the 11 mile service drive. So we are, um, our board is consisted of uh, a nine mayor board, I'm sorry, a nine person board, including the mayor um, and eight appointees, two of whom are here. Um, we've got our chair, Fred Prime is here and also our, our secretary, Pam Schermeyer. Um, both residents of the city of Laser Village. Uh, we are staffed by myself, Brittany Dorsey, and uh, Pam Bracci. Um, as you can see in the report, um, our annual budgeted revenues are, uh, are quickly or straddled um, the calendar year in their city uh, starting July 1. So uh, our revenues have been budgeted around uh, 360,000 for the last uh, last year, this year, and 350 for last year. Uh, we are, you can see, we are paying spending funds this year um, in 2023. We will be dipping into our fund balance, which you can see is at approximately $1.4 million. We have been saving those funds uh, since the inception of the DDA specifically to make infrastructure improvements for Southfield Road. Um, and th some of those activities are what we've accomplished this year. Um, we have as a whole experienced uh, transition in 2022. Uh, we, our previous DDA manager uh, took another position. We were able to find another very, uh, very capable individual in Brittany Dorsey and she had, uh, Put a lot of effort into uh, helping the DDA uh, continue to host events throughout last year. Uh, we had over 20 community events. Uh, these are both individual DDA events as well as events in which we partner. Uh, we've had more than 2,000 attendees at all of these events, um, 126 volunteers and over 70 volunteer hours. So um, that is wonderful and as we continue to grow, and expand our reach um, into the business district and the community as a whole. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing the 2023 numbers uh, jump significantly there. Um, some of the accomplishments I'd like to hire, I, I like, sorry, are the street shaping project, which have included the hanging baskets and re, uh, redoing the different flower, uh, flower pots and flower beds. Uh, We've also had 
two informational meetings, uh, which are a statutory requirement of Public Act 57, which is what guides uh, the DDA and other uh, taxing authorities. Uh, so those meetings were held in on August 4th and again on December 16th. Uh, we had approximately 20 of those, 20 individuals attend those events. Our infrastructure improvements have been very large. Uh, the DBA paid for the installation of sidewalks both along Southfield Road and along 12 Mile Road within the district. Uh, we also have undertaken, uh, well, and that amounts to, just for numbers sake, 15,000 lineal feet of sidewalk along, uh, along 12 Mile Road. Um, and I don't know if anyone had the pleasure of trying to keep nodding his head. Yep, that was like a bumpy stretch. And yeah. uh, there were eight inches of asphalt underneath there. So uh, dramatic improvement for those those sidewalks out there. PDA uh, has also undertaken an alley assessment uh, to, to really uh, make some strategic improvements to the alleyways and the approaches. So. We have a five-year plan um, to complete a whole lot of work. Um, we have, in 2022, we repaired six alley approaches and one alley. Uh, we have planned at least two alleyways and the adjacent uh, approaches for 2023. Um, and lastly, we are, we've been given the go ahead by the road commission to proceed with installing a, a hawk signal, pedestrian activated signal uh, along across Southfield Road near Margate Avenue. And uh, we are working with HRC to design uh, design that that safety feature. So we're expected, we're cautiously optimistic that we'll get that installed by the end of the year, but if not, into 2024. Um, and that's the, the funding for those infrastructure improvements specifically are from the fund balance, which again is something that we've been building and saving specifically for these kinds of activities. Uh, our work has not been limited to just infrastructure, uh, however. We've also had several uh, events and promotional campaigns, including Trunk or Treat, which saw an insanely wonderful turnout of some very, very happy kids. We had over 200 attendees. Um, and that event had uh, included music, candy, uh, candy costume contest, and, and so much more. Um, we've expanded our Southfield Road corridor cleanup, and we have officially adopted uh, Southfield Road from the Road Commission for that endeavor. Um, we are working to build our volunteer base for that um, and having our own satisfied cleanup crew. Uh, we've also partnered with the Lake Village uh, Community Foundation on their summer, summer concert series. And we are expecting to do so again this year when we're working with them already on scheduling um, and future marketing for that. We've had, we've also hosted our second annual Juneteenth celebration uh, on June 18th of 2022. Uh, this is an event that is continue to grow and receive attention um, at each year that we've had it. I will be in the <coughs> third Saturday of June from, from, from this year forward, as a matter of fact. So we're looking forward to um, continuing that celebration. Um, we've also, again, had our 
shock small uh, winter artisan market um, this year. Uh, this is an event that is now in our third year. Um, we did have a brief hiatus uh, during COVID, but uh, we continue to grow this event um, each year uh, with more and more vendors and attendees. And we're continually looking for ways to improve that um, and finding ways to engage our the makers of Labor Village. Um, and lastly, we uh, implemented a new Adopt a Senior program in partnership with the police department. Um, we had originally partnered with uh, the Boys Spend Youth Foundation, which is a local nonprofit in Labor Village, um, to help provide job training life skills um, to the boys who are participating in this program. After speaking with uh, the police department and their their needs for the adopt a senior program, we said this is a better partnership. And so those boys were able to uh, were, were able to help seniors in the village that do not necessarily have a support network. They were all able to get support through those boys, um, and they were doing light yard work, helping them clean around uh, clean around their yards. Um, so it was generally very, very well received, and we're looking forward to uh, continuing that program again into 2023 and and, and expanding it to include So uh, all in all, uh, the DDA is quite happy um, with uh, the things that we were able to accomplish this year. Uh, we're we're really excited about the momentum that we're we're building, and uh, we're looking forward to making. Another exciting year. <clears throat> Thank you. Question. So can you speak to why the police didn't just ask Boyz II Men to work with them? I, I know they want to take it back, but can you speak to that? It was, um, I don't Chief. know if it was a, a matter of not asking the police, but it was a conversation that uh, the DEA had already done with police okay. men. Um, for, for, we had uh, great designs of, of having those boys help us maintain the flower beds and, and help us um, in that way. And it was just after uh, having those conversations with boys men leadership that said, hey, you know, I have to speak to the police. And their adopted senior programs could benefit from your from your 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 voice instead of the DDS. So we we form that connection. Thank you. Does that help answer your question? I'll I'll talk to you offline. Okay. Um also I wanted to know will we get like a like an overview or renderings of the hawk process or how that will look or Yes, once yes. I have that information, I will very excited to share that with you. I'm okay. so excited for that. But yeah, and we have we've not yet even gotten that. I mean, we're I understand. very, very early in that. I understand. But yes, I will absolutely share all of that information. Okay. Uh, two more questions. <laughs> okay. So I wanted to make sure, I know you guys talked about like the hanging basket thing process. You know how Bruce had that issue over the summer? Is that going to be yeah, rectified? Yeah, which never got resolved. This go around. No, it just needed to be turned 180 degrees. Sorry, I thought you were talking. Yeah, that was that was. Thank you. Oh, last question. Okay, so you know, like, um, so the banners, right? Yeah. 
do you guys have plans to update the names? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're, we're spreading our state love out, love out a little bit over the year, but yeah, for over the years, I should say. Okay. So yeah, we are planning to get uh, new banners. Actually, with our new, um, our our wonderful new branding that we worked on last year. Okay. In twenty twenty one. Okay. Um. So yeah, we are planning to get new banners. Okay. I'm the reason I asked is because the welcome banner doesn't say like the village on it it just says welcome and i i had an issue with that so but it was a great banner overall i just wish it would have the city name on it thank you thank you any other questions just want to make a comment i want to thank scott and susie for coming and doing that it was my request that uh, annual reports be presented to the residents so that people know what's going on that was very helpful thank you thank you Thank you. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So we don't have the zoning board of appeals, mm -hmm. so we'll skip right down to public comments for items on the agenda. Speakers are limited to three minutes. And again, this is items that's on the agenda. Thanks. Anyone in the audience? Anyone online that would like to speak for three minutes for items on the agenda? Madam Mayor, if I could ask, um, just maybe ask the audience if this was noticed for a public hearing for the DBA. So, if anyone is here for that, does anyone care? Okay, don't everyone <laughs> jump up at once. <laughs> okay, well, then um, we'll skip down to the consent agenda. We already pulled out D. Is there anything else that needs to be pulled out? Yes. Um, I'd like to pull me. Okay. Anything else? It is E. I know. I don't think she has another one. That's all I'm saying. Yes, oh, oh, okay. I'll make a motion to approve the consent agenda with pulling item E out. Second. It's been moved in a second. Roll call, please. Mayor Pro Tem Cantor. Yes. Councilmember Jennings. Yes. Councilmember Kinez. Yes. Councilmember Miller. Yes. Mayor Garrett. Yes. Motion carried. Thank you. So because the D is actually going to be an action item, we'll skip right down to um, the February 2023. Um, Okay. Um, and just FYI, our city manager is out, I'm assuming for the rest of the week. So um hopefully we'll be able to answer all these questions. If not, sorry, January 2023 is that well she's I apologize. Um hopefully we'll be able to answer uh, the questions. If not, then we just make sure that they are um repeated at the next meeting and answered. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Uh, just take fifty-one. Uh, in, in telehealth, thing. So oh wait, 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 wait. Can you be more specific? Because my page fifty-one is not your page fifty-one. I apologize. No, I'm saying on okay. here. Yes, more specific. Uh, okay. um, what page, page, page one of six of the distribution report in the operating corner. Okay. 
Thank you. Uh, Intellitics, Inc., Oh, Oakland County. 
Oh, no, it's not. It's Wayne, and I forgot why they were there. Um, I forgot. I don't know. You would have to ask that. And so it's supposed to be all the mayors of South Oakland County. So okay. I don't know why North. North yeah. North. He probably just got invited or something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. yeah. I don't know which side that he was coming from. So. <laughs> it is half and half. <laughs> I forgot. Thank you for but I can find the um, list. I think I have a uh, list of all the cities and I can uh, send it to you. Be great. Okay. Yes. You're welcome. Any other questions? Um, yes. Um, hey, oh, shoot. I'm going to page. It says 59. But... Okay. It's actually the description. Okay. That's good. Uh, actually, before you go, so if you want me to tell you, it is Berkeley, Beverly Hills, Birmingham, Clawson, Farmington, Farmington Hills, Ferndale, Hazel Park, Huntington Woods, Madison Heights, Northville. That's why they were there. Okay, for the Oakland County side. Novi, Oak Park, Pleasant Ridge, Royal Oak, Royal Oak Township, Southfield, South Lyon, Troy, and Wixom. Still send that to me. I didn't get this all written down. Oh, okay. So, okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, there is a. I guess it's page two of two. Of, you know, I have to go some pages to cover. Um, item nine E. I don't know. Um, just so that receipt and review of multiple correspondence from Council Women Royal. Does that mean that those are um emails that I sent to you, Scott, or other people, or how how does that how does that work? Because I couldn't find multiple emails. Those would be those would be any emails that were sent. And this is you're referencing the retainer section, which is um it's just an accounting of time spent. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to find what entry. Oh, uh, I mean, I guess I'm just asking for an example because I'm yeah, so if it's multiple times. Yeah, if it's just if there's like a, a back and forth and I'm copied on it, I'll note it. Just usually save receipt multiple. If I, if I don't respond, um, if it requires some sort of special action or time, then it won't show up on there. But if it's just receiving me, that's typically. Okay, but that means something that I sent you. Correct. Okay. Or like if you sent something to the mayor and copied me on it, right? Then I would, then okay. I would know that. Okay, thank you. And then um, under prosecution code enforcement, it was a seat review and respond to correspondence from quality towing attorneys. Telephone conference with same remotion to quash subpoena. Correct. There was an issue. Uh, there was this, a traffic crash mm -hmm. where uh, the police department impounded a uh, vehicle. The driver of that vehicle, actually, both both the vehicles were damaged. You may be aware of this, but uh, both of the vehicles were damaged and were on undrivable. So quality towing took both those and impounded them. Uh, the asphalt driver was issued a civil infraction for their role in the accident. The, that individual's attorney uh, served a subpoena not only on quality towing but also on uh, Sergeant Zhang. Um, 
to turn over black box information for that vehicle because it's a, a civil infraction. There's no subpoena power in a, in a district court case. So we had to respond to that and communicate with their, their attorneys uh, on that procedure. Okay, thank you. And then last thing is um, this budget report revenue versus expenditures month, month ended January 2023. We have uh, <clears throat> revenue through January 31st of $6,459,659. And we have expenses of $8,112,754, which uh, with a difference of negative $1,653,095. That because um, funds haven't been reimbursed yet. That's or... all, that is all the funds that are there. And if you look, we don't have all of our major and local. We are two months behind on major and local revenue coming in um, okay. from our major and local, yeah, revenue coming in. Okay. Um, capital acquisition, that was transferred here in February. So you probably will not see that till February that the money was transferred there okay. for that one. Um, roads, we don't, we're not taking anything, you know, revenue that's coming in there is just the interest that's coming in for the roads. Okay. And DDA, um, they have not gotten all their money yet for their revenue for the taxes and that. So, okay. and that will be coming in as soon as I settle with the county on the um, taxes. So, and then the water and sewer fund. And that will be water and sewer fund. We still are getting money in there. And plus, there's going to be a transfer of money coming in from the bonds, which has not been put in there yet. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. I'll make a motion to approve the January 2023 distribution report. Second. Then moved and second is there's no uh oh yeah. Any further discussion? No, no. Roll call, please. Council Member Kinez. Yes. Council Member Merva. Yes. Mayor Garrett. Yes. Council Member Jennings. Yes. Mayor Potem Canton. Yes. Motion carried. Thank you. Well, if I'm reading my list right, we're gonna now um for a roll up, do a uh, motion to close and go into a closed door session. So, correct. And I, and I just ask that whoever makes the motion include the specifics that we're going into closed section pursuant to section 8H of the Open Meetings Act. We discuss a written uh, attorney client correspondence from the city. You said 8H? 8H from the city's labor attorney. All right, so I'll make a motion uh, to close the uh, council meeting and move into closed session pursuant to uh, item 8H of the Open Meetings Act to discuss a uh, written action from the city's labor attorney. We have a second. Second. So move and second. Uh, we have to do a roll call or we just close like we normally do. Roll call. Roll call, please. Councilmember Miller? Yes. Mayor Garrett? Yes. Councilmember Jennings? Yes. Mayor Proton Cancer? Yes. Councilmember Kinnett? Yes. Motion. Thank you. We will be adjourned. Okay. Tank. Um... Oh, start over. <laughs> this is to bring up our um, retention tank up to. Um, that the um, Oakland County, are, they're going to be using it for the Evergreen Farmington to um, help with the flow of things going down to the Everton, Everton, 
evergreen Farmington. And we have um, members here from Oakland County that will be able to answer any questions you have. They probably have more information on it than I do. They can help out with anything that else that you might need. And so if you'd like to, you can go to that computer right there and talk. <laughs> Thank you. Um, one, can I have a motion to accept the sanitary retention tank cost sharing agreement? Motion to approve the cost sharing agreement for the sanitary retention tank project between the Evergreen Farmington Sanitary Drain uh, Commission District and the City of Lakewood Village. Second. It's moved and second. Is there any discussion? Yeah, just a couple of points. Um, just to be clear or to be, to be specific, the money from this is coming out of the capital improvement bond. Um, we had originally, uh, well, probably four, almost well, three and a half years ago, uh, we estimated about $500,000 for this. It turns out that it's going to be about $868,000, no um, which the capital improvement bond can still very easily cover, which is something that I'll talk about a little bit uh, later when we get into the study group recommendation. But we are um, uh, dramatically under budget uh, for the capital improvement bond. And so this, this money can very easily be absorbed um, from the capital improvement bond. That was only two years ago. Well, when we started talking about it and put the estimates together. Yeah, December 21, 2020. Yeah, what, what's yeah. the, what, why the big jump from 500,000 to 858,000? It, it, it was an estimate at the time of what we thought needed to be done. And then, then you know, now, Two and a half years later, they're they're into the more specific estimate, and, and they can probably talk more about that than, yeah. than, than, than I can. The original cost was based off of uh, engineers' estimates, and then we waited until we got the cost from the contractors. And what we've been seeing across the board is just um, higher costs for construction that we have just in the last few years. So that's why that cost is a little bit higher than Okay, I mean a lot. <laughs> was was the estimate off or no, was... the estimate wasn't off? It's just that the, the price has it's gone up that much. Okay, that's Okay, that's why we waited until we actually had actual costs instead of telling the end of the with estimates. Okay. So who can you guys share? Like who's the who you guys are working? The bidder is a company called Midwest Power Systems. Okay, where the where are they based they, on? They, they're based off of Milford, right? Correct. Any the lowest response bidder, I believe we had four bids. Mm -hmm. Um, and they range anywhere from about two point two to I want to say six million was the highest. Okay, so they were really a, a big range. Right. Yeah. Well, I and I assume we've checked references and everything. Why yeah. we yeah, we've done a bunch of work at uh, other treatment plants. So in the document, it says the project includes mechanical HVAC building, electrical and instrumentation replacement or repairs. So who would be responsible for those? Uh, the contractor will be doing all the work. Okay. Oakland County PRC will be overseeing it. Okay. Our engineer, um, PRC did the design work and they'll be involved. Okay. So they will be the ones doing, like, if we ever have repairs, Oakland County will be doing. Um, um, so that's another. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So as far as the agreement goes with the cost sharing, um, so Glazer Village is under an administrative consent order with the state of Michigan to eliminate sanitary sewer overflows during large term events from this facility. In addition, Evergreen Burmington is under a similar administrative consent order for overflows on eight miles. So us coming together, we can build one project that solves both of our problems. Um, and so this is really a great solution for our region and what it does for Lathrop. So things like HVAC and any type of improvement to the facility itself um, is going to be borne by the village, uh, Lathrop Village moving forward. So um, anything that is increased in order to push additional head to the Evergreen Birmingham, because that's what we're doing, we're causing a higher pressure for you to push against when you discharge. Um, is going to be borne by Evergreen Farmington today for the initial capital improvement. So some electrical upgrades, some pump stations. But what this agreement does is moving forward, the village, the uh, city of Lathrop Village will still own this facility. All assets within the facility are still listed as being owned um, by the city of Lathrop Village. So there will be no transfer of ownership. So you will still will pay for this initial upfront cost. Um, as part of that, you're getting an additional six CFS of capacity in our system, which you desperately needed. That way you don't have to actually upsize this facility or do some INI removal in your system. And as that trade-off, we're getting this uh, additional grade separation as part of the project. And that puts us up to about 10 right now, 3.35 uh, now, right? Yeah, you're, I don't know the number offhand, but I can look that up. Yeah. Does the school leak uh, have any impact on this? Okay. And then I also thought I saw a uh, public on the public records for Oakland County. I thought it showed Oakland County as the owner of the retention tank. Is that mm -hmm. they, okay. they, they do the maintenance on it. We do the operation and maintenance on behalf of the city. city. And Pam is very happy about that. <laughs> okay, I'm mean, gonna I mean, check it out. I think it says that the Oakland County is the owner, but I'll, I'll um, verify that. Or I'll, and then I guess we'll have to be changed if that's not the case. So yeah. thank you. Any additional questions? Hearing none, roll call please. Mayor Garrett? Yes. Council Member Jennings? Yes. Mayor Pro Tem Cantor? Yes. Councilmember Kinez? Yes. Councilmember Miller? No. Motion carried. Thank you. Next, thank you. Thank you. Thank Next, you. we have the 2023 pavement resurfacing project recommendation of bid. Mr. Rainbow, I'm assuming. Thank you all for coming out. Thank you. Your You are. You are. <laughs> so, uh, Canadian American Council, Catherine Little Kipple's Webster. Uh, before you tonight is uh, our recommendation for a contract award for the 2023 payment and surfacing project. Uh, on February 16th, is the due. Uh, a total of seven bids were received. They range from $2.398 million and some change, but $3.341 million and some change. 
Uh, the low bid was submitted by F. Allen Construction Company. Uh, they're located in Clarkston. Uh, and in review of the paving bond issue, uh, we piggybacked a bunch of other projects onto this. So, you know, we've identified all them costs. Uh, when you take the total bid minus all the piggyback projects, uh, the total amount to the paving bond issue is about 1.797 million, in which we're fairly confident we have about 1.786 million left in the bond issue. So we're really, really close. So uh, with that, there's uh, three and a half miles of these surfaces. It's kind of about 15 different streets. And, you know, I've attached the bid tabs. I attached a map. Uh, that map shows a lot of work going on in the road. So some of it starting today or tomorrow will continue that at least. Um, can I have a motion, please? Yeah, I'll, make, I'll make a motion to award the 2023 pavement resurfacing program to FLI Construction. Uh, $2,398,690.35. Second. It's uh, been moved and seconded to award the 2023 pavement resurfacing of Allied Construction Company with an amount of $2,398,690.35. Yes, I think I said everything. Is there any discussion? Yes. 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 Everything that's on here in the medium gray, I guess, that's all promised resurfacing. Which one are you concerned about? Yeah. Yeah. I just well, check check out. Out. oh thank you. Oh no, I just want to make sure that we're covering all these roads for that price. Yeah, that, yeah. that's what was included in the bid. Uh, the, the darker blue ones. Yeah, those are yeah. yeah, medium blue, medium blue. Okay. Medium blue are the roads. The roads. Okay. Because I thought when I was at the um, your meeting, yes, that we weren't going to be. You're going to add some to these, possibly. No. So, so I think what you're thinking of is is so when when we bid this out, we bid it out. And there were there were three. Let me step out. In our last road recommendation for the last for the 2023 construction season, there were three roads that were designated as options because uh, we had enough money because we had over the first two years we had uh, budget surpluses. So we were getting, the idea was to put it towards those those the existing roads that were in the 2023 recommendation plus those three optional roads. So this particular bid covers the three optional the, roads. The three optional roads. And okay. what we talked about in the study group, I think is what we're thinking about is should we come up should we see some unexpected high costs from say we say we start looking at uh Red River and there's a requires additional work and we have to spend more money. Then one of the things we have two options at that point. We come to council and or they come to council and, and we approve money to be taken out of the local road fund to cover that overage, or alternatively, we can begin pulling those optional trees off of the table. And which ones are the optional? So the optional is uh, north on the north end of, of Bloomfield, uh, Frank Brock Way right here next to the, uh, City Hall, and then I think it's California right next to Panera, that, that small section right there that's horrible. Which one? 
It's right. Is there. it on I here think, now? I think it's right here. Oh no, that's Golden Gate. Um, Here's California. Yeah, California, right here. Oh, the, that oh, really that's not even on there. It's, yeah, it's, it's Golden Gate West. Yeah, exactly. I think. Yeah, right. Oh, it's, it's this one. Yeah. Okay. Um. So you would pull the because I've been on all three of these streets. They're all kind of, they're all really bad. Yeah, like I said, we're just you know. Just because the paving bond issue is we've rated the budgeted amount, we want to make sure we got something in our back pocket in case we run into a street that falls apart on us. Mm -hmm. uh, and an additional cost has to be incurred to make them repairs. Right. So we have two options with that to that happen. Well, because I'm looking at El Dorado, which was an add-on road because of the group that came here. But that's not part of the paving bond. Uh, I'm sorry, that's not part of the 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 millage program. That's a separate SAD that, that's being covered by the cost. The cost will be covered by the residents as well as our share will be out of the local road fund. So we're already pulling from the local road fund to do this. Correct. So would we pull from the local road fund to do these? That could be an option, either that or, or not do those roads. I think they need to be done. Right. But but they were they were put in there as as optional because again, it's hard to it's hard to know exactly, you know, as you get into the third year, where the expenditures are going to go relative to the amount of roads. So are you saying we're voting on optional roads right now? No, no, no. The, the optional roads are included in, in, in the bid, the entire bid. Okay. So right now, assuming that there are no problems, all the roads plus the three optional roads are covered in this spot. Okay, okay. I was just making sure. I yeah, and then we have contingencies later on should, mm -hmm. should something come up. Is this part of the optional too? No. That's... So you're just talking that dinky little thing? Yep. The dinky little thing. <laughs> the, the small patch north of, and then uh, this, and then Frank Rockaway right next to us. We wouldn't be able to cover these three. It just depends on what we find. I mean, we're, we're I mean, you can see we're already about about ten thousand dollars over on the bid, so that'll have to come out of the local road fund. But, that's but again, if we if we have you know, if we run into something major, then we have to make those decisions. That's going to be our job to make those decisions. That's why you don't determine that it's under budget after the first year. But it was under budget after the first year. But there, it's a whole project. And look at now we don't have have uh, money to do things that really need to be done. How do you figure? It's it, the, the, the paving big contract is the prospect allied is bidding right in at what we what we have estimated so it's a line right if nothing else comes up um also i have a question now the, the bids were due on february 16th and san diego is on there but i don't didn't the infrastructure committee meet on march 1st and determine that they were going to do san diego not the roads so we're talking about the road. I'm talking about the, the, water, the water main. main. Yeah, and and I on this bid is already water main trench repair for San Diego. Yeah, I, I I did put it on there to make sure we got a bid for it. I mean, if San Diego doesn't move forward, we won't do that. We won't have that trench repair to do. And that trench repair is covered under the capital. Well, I know, but if it wasn't, I mean, yeah. wasn't discussed or determined till March first by the infrastructure committee, how was it even in there? Uh, like I said, we, we wanted to at least get it bit out. Uh, we can always pull it. It's not a big issue. No, I, I mean, I don't think we can afford to pull it. I think we need to be putting more money into water mains rather than less. So, 
Who's the same girl acting? No. Oh, okay. Okay, so San Diego and Glenwood are getting water main replacement. Oh, and what's this little thing? That's Bloomfield. There's a section on Bloomfield. Just a little section. Um, but they're not getting the road after they dig up the road for the water main? Or you don't have to dig up the road? No, 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 it starts at sunset and you build it softly. Yeah, that's a long So that's not being paved, that's just, just doing the water main. And is that section of Bloomfield then? Will that be paved and included in the repaving of all of it? Yes. Yes. And there's a water main section going along there too. It'll be patched in. Okay. Any additional questions? So, so you said it's going to be patched in. Are you going to do the water main first? Or, okay. Any additional questions? Hearing none, roll call, please. Councilmember Jennings? Yes. Mayor Pro Tem Cantor? Yes. Councilmember Kinez? Yes. Councilmember Miller? No. Mayor Garrett? Yes. Motion carried. Um, next up is the Gatewell cleaning coach. Uh, so uh, before you tonight, we have uh, a recommendation. We've got a quote between about 29 gate wells that are located in the city. The majority of them are located along the South Field Corridor. So DPW. LLC or the Lake LLC has tried to get in these two minutes, the gate valve repairs or refurbishments, and they're they're capable of dirt debris all the way from the bottom of the gate well all the way up to what we call the stem where they turn the, the valve on and off. Uh, last year Lake LLC did clean one of them that took them about eight hours. It was very tedious work. So we got a quote from DDM who did your field place pipe program because they have a large backers that they're able to back to that material out. Uh, they quoted $375 each. And just in case they need some traffic control, uh, they asked uh, for $1,300 a day to do traffic control on the South Hill Road. I personally don't think they need it because these gate walls are way off the road. They should be able to work from the side streets. Uh, but we did want to make sure we put that in the budget. So uh, before you is, is a recommendation to uh, approve their quote, about a total of $12,175. That would be in the capital improvement bond, uh, paid out of that because it's relative to the gate walls. So you need the motion? Oh yeah, gotcha. Someone like to make a motion. Motion to approve the quote submitted by DVW Utilities in the amount of $12,000, 100, $1,175 for gate well cleaning and traffic control. Okay, now it's going to Okay, so for the traffic controls, would you be dispersing that to them or like how, how is that figured into the project? If they don't need it, they don't get paid for it. They don't get paid for it. Okay, I just wanted to make it's sure. It's been communicated to them that you don't think they need it or you just have yeah. to go. Okay. 
Any further questions? I just added that it is a safety issue too. So if they feel like something's really too close to Southfield Road and they need to take a lane down, then I'll take it in there. Okay. Will, will like um, the city be alerted about this or? Okay. Okay. It'll be like in the morning. So we all know. <laughs> okay. Um, and then is there, so do you think there's a way to keep up with these or do you think this will be like something that in five years we'll have to come back and spend the same amount? Or? No, I mean, these, uh, they for LLC ran in years and years and years. Uh, okay. But you get, you know, they're, they're always full of water. Understood. Right. I would imagine the ones on Southfield Road would, as opposed to other ones, would fill up quicker because they're closer and there's more debris. Uh, debris and... Well, no, Is I there... don't think the city should be able to put on a program that's in this. And there's no way to like protect from debris or anything like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it costs more money. You know, a lot of these uh these gate wells are brick. So these and, you know, some of them are old. Old. years old. So you know, they do get some to it. Uh, oh, okay. How long has it been since they've actually bricked these? Oh, some of them are probably just no no but, I mean new ones now, but they don't Oh, they don't work anymore. Like call 60s, probably 70s. They stopped using brick. Yeah, probably. And so when you said that we need to be on a, the DPW needs to be on a program to uh, flush the hydrants and clean the gate valves, what's the ideal time for it? How often, I should say? Uh, everything is a little different. A lot of people do it once a year. Uh, I know some of them do it twice a year. I don't think Lake Trips ever really had a flushing program. And, you know, some of the concerns Southfield Fire Department was expressing with a lot of debris in them for minerals. Okay. So I guess my question is, I mean, I know it's considerably more, but is there a way for you to at least get a quote so we can see what it looks like? I mean, to to go the more expensive route? I'm not saying you have to, but I'm no, I mean, in just future thinking, that's all I'm asking. I mean, you know, you've done a lot of that work with your, your sanitary holes back in the, I think it was the mid-90s, most of them went through a rehab program uh, where it's actually, you know, you use a cementitious grill inside of the manholes and you grow up all that brick. Okay. Um, and, and it's actually held pretty fairly well. Okay. Thank you. I just have a quick question. How long do you think this, to, to do this particular project? What's the length of time do you anticipate? Uh, three days. And then when do you think they'd start? Uh, I'll have to get in touch with I mean, do they work uh, in the winter? What's that? Would yeah. they wait till spring or they could no. even start they right away? Two weeks ago. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Any other questions or concerns? Hearing none, roll call, please. Mayor Pro Tem Cantor? Yes. Councilmember Kinez? Yes. Councilmember Miller? Yes. Mayor Garrett? Yes. Councilmember Jennings? Yes. Motion carried. Thank you.
Next, we have a 2023 water main uh, recommendation. So um, this, this came out of the uh, infrastructure study group. Um, just a little bit of background. The, you know, when, when the um, project was approved by City Council in December of 2020, the three-year capital improvement bond project, it was a $7.3 million project, of which $5.4 million was in general obligation bonds and $1.9 million was, was expected to be used out of the uh, $4 million balance of the city's water and sewer fund. So the, the, the good news is, is that the, the capital improvement bond has been um, uh, dramatically under under budget for a variety of reasons, you know, really five main reasons. One was, you know, at the time um, when we put together the capital improvement bond, uh, it, was, it was assumed that the water meters would need to be replaced because that was the driving factor because we couldn't find any other, other issue um, associated with the water loss. So um, as it turns out, we did find uh, the, what we believe was the smoking gun over in the, the athletic fields that we've talked about before. Um, so there was about $720,000 that was associated with um, uh, the water meters. Um, we also, uh, the second reason, we also uh, have uh, fewer lead lines than we expected for a city our age. So that, that's gonna save us about $200,000 that we're estimating. Um, the gate valve, which we just talked a little bit about, uh, we had estimated that I think we were doing 162 of them as part of the project, and we estimated that half of those would be replacements and half of those would be refurbishments. To date, we've only done refurbishments, uh, so that's actually been good news because the refurbishments are six times cheaper. Uh, that's about another $300,000. Fourth uh, uh, reason is we've received significant grants of about $300,000, and then the other uh, big reason uh, for, for the surplus um, is that uh, when we had put together the, the, the approved recommendation, uh, Eagle's requirement was that every home in the city have a front, front uh, lawn excavation to visually identify the waterline material going into and out of the stop box. Um, after we had approved the project, they had uh, changed their, their guideline to um, doing a statistically balanced sample. And for our city, it was 315. So um, that reduction uh, saved us another $750,000. So to date, we have not spent any money out of the water fund that we had we had planned on doing, and we don't plan on touching that $1.9 million. So we're planning on essentially giving that back to the city, and the city in the future can then figure out, the city and this council, um, can figure out what they want to do with that money. But when you, when you compare the uh, amounts that we've spent to the uh, $5.4 million bond that we, we took out, um, we are six hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars. We have six hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars left after accounting for all the work that will be done through the end of this third third year of the project. Um, so the the when the recommendation was made, we anticipated this as a possibility. We have an endless supply of of uh, uh, water projects, as Council Miller, Council Member Miller, just you know noted about the water mains. So um, the study group talk through possible uses for this $675,000. And also I should note that the expectation for a general obligation bond is that the money is used up within three years, which will be this summer. Um, so all of our systems through this capital improvement bond have been significantly improved. The one area though that still has uh, a long way to go is the, the water mains. Um, so the study group is recommending that in addition to the water main replacements that are already slated for 2023, that we add two water main projects 
to that, uh, to the summer of 2023, uh, to the summer of 2023 project. Um, and those uh, recommendations are San Diego from uh, Rackham to Stanford Court, and then Lincoln uh, underneath Southfield Road. So that'll improve uh, fire uh, flow, fire safety, and redundancy to those areas. Um, Lincoln does require a little bit of background information on that one specifically. So about 15 years ago, there was a water main break under Lincoln, and given the technology at the time, the only way to fix that would have been to dig up Southfield Road. And so at the time, the, the administration decided to shut off those gate valves, which prevented water from going from the east side of Lincoln over to the east side of Southfield Road to the west side of Southfield Road, eliminating the redundancy and causing some of the um, you know, reduced flow and pressure in, in that area. So now, 15 years later, there's technology that will allow us to repair that via either a current pipe placing or directional boring, um, which in which case we won't have to dig up Southfield Road. And so if you add up the two costs for the San Diego uh, option and the Lincoln option, and you, you uh, add those together, it's about 687,000. We've got 675,000 left. So there are two different contingencies for that slight $12,000 overage. Um, one is that we do expect that a large majority of our gate valves in the 2023 project will still require refurbishment instead of replacement. So there should be significant savings there. And if that doesn't happen, um, again, we, we can return, essentially returning $1.9 million to the water and sewer fund that we're not going to use as part of this project. So that $12,000 can easily be absorbed by the $1.9 million. Okay. Good question. Why do we have 860000 if we're not doing the water meter replacements? Because 100, 100, well, we need the motion first, right? Oh. Yeah. So, um, so I'll make a motion to uh, adopt the recommendation and instruct the city administrator to add these two water main projects to the 2023 capital improvement project. There's a second. Where is the motion? So thank you. Um, moved and seconded. Um, now, yeah, so, so to your question, um, th there was eight hundred and sixty thousand dollars budgeted for for um, water water improvements. Uh, oh, water meter replacements. Um, Seven hundred and forty thousand of that was for water meter replacements. One hundred and twenty thousand of that was for uh, water to water telemetry technology, and that's what we approved. Um, and the RFP was supposed to go out and hasn't yet. So, no. Is that the thing that's going to leave? Yes. yes. That hasn't gone out yet? That hasn't gone out. Any further questions? So, is this like a document that's subject to change at all, or you just. Sure. I mean, we're, we're recommending that those two projects get added to the summer of 2023. And is this that it's not on here, but is it right about here? Right, right at the corner. So it's, okay. it's just it's just underneath it goes underneath the road. Underneath South Hill Road. Mm -hmm. That section underneath South Hill Road, there's a break underneath there. So that so they shut the valve off over here, so no water's flowing that way. Gotcha. And so that'll increase redundancy, not only redundancy, but also flow to that whole area over there. Good. Okay. Any further questions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, 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 so, y
Hearing none, roll call, please. Councilmember Canez? Yes. Councilmember Miller? No. Mayor Garrett? Yes. Councilmember Jennings? Yes. Mayor Pro Tem Cantor? Yes. Motion carried. Next, we will have the action from the labor attorney's recommendation. I want to make a motion or yeah, make a motion on that. Thank you, Scott. Yes. So I'll um, make a motion to deny the grievance filed by Glennis Thornhill because of because denial of her application for promotion to deputy treasurer was not due to age discrimination and there was no violation of Article 19.03 of the city's personnel manual of employment regulations. The city council finds that the promotion of another candidate was based on legitimate business reasons. The administration's assessment that the successful applicant had more job-related experience for the deputy treasurer position than Mrs. Thornhill. Ms. Thornhill. There a second. Second. Um, I don't believe there's any discussion behind it. Um, roll call, please. Councilmember Miller? No. Mayor Garrett? Yes. Councilmember Jennings? Yes. Mayor Pro Tem Cantor? Yes. Councilmember Canez? Yes. Motion carried. Thank you. And next we have the appointment to Board of Reviews. Um, I just realized that there's not really a... <laughs> introduction of it. It's just the application. So if somebody wants to introduce it. I could probably introduce it. Um, we had a Board of Review member that's term was up and we're in need of replacing that Board of Member and so you receive three applicants from um, three different people. And um, I don't have their names in front of me, but, um, and um, we asked that the mayor appoint one of those board of review members. I do have a board of review uh, meeting on Thursday, which we are going to be short for, because um, this is being um, voted on so late. Uh, we were hoping it would be in February that this um, new board of member is not going to be able to make it to the board of review. And we also have one of our others and we have three board of review members. So I'm only going to have one. So I'm going to have to call our assessor and find out what we need to do with that. So, but we do need to have somebody appointed. So we at least have two board members. Do we not have an alternate? Hmm? Do we not have an alternate any longer? No, we haven't had an alternate. The last alternate? alternate was Frank Bracken. It's been a while. But... And his, yeah, it was Frank Bracken. His term ended. And we haven't had a, any applications come through that have been off or that have been, um, I don't know how to. So um, for the, the item for tonight is to appoint, the recommendation is to appoint Yolanda Arnold to the Board of Review with the term expiring 12-31-2026. have a motion. I'll make a motion to appoint Yolanda Arnold to the Board of Review for the term expiring December 31st, 2026. There's a second. Second. So moved and second. Is there any discussion? Yes. How How is the decision made? Because we have three different applicants that look like they have a variety of experience. How How is a person chosen? Um, it comes to me for a recommendation. I make the recommendation the council, council approves it or denies it. I understand that, but how do you make your recommendation? What, what do you use to determine that? By reading what their uh, 
what they fill out the application with by the listing their relevant information regarding your past or present employment experience, memberships, or personal experiences that they relate to you being qualified for the items checked above. Also list any other relevant information that clearly states your qualifications for serving on committees or boards checked above. So I go back there. Okay, is there a ranking system or is there something that, what what kind of experience is, is required for this position? Well, this, this particular case, the, the, the recommended candidate has real estate experience and homeowners association experience. The, the other two candidates, their experience listed was being residents and college graduates. Oh, okay. Well, but but that was a negative at one point about legacy appointments was a, was an issue. So I'm just. Uh, what do you mean by legacy appointments? Uh, well, it was with planning commission or uh, an effort to get rid of legacy appointments and to bring different people on who hadn't been involved in other things apparently. I have no idea. of What you mean by that? So. Uh, <clears throat> Is there any other questions? Concerns? Hearing none, roll call, Mayor Garrett? Yes. Council Member Jennings? Yes. Mayor Pro Tem Canton? Yes. Council Member Canez? I was looking for the application, sorry. Oh, go up to the community. Oh, I got them, but I don't Yeah, they're going to be towards the front. I found them. Thank you. <laughs> yes. It was Marvin Moore. Mike, we're still so, in the middle of the uh, vote. Sorry about that. So this one didn't have strategic planning experience. What's the term? So we're still in the vote part, so then we have to put um, up the that. Oh, what is that? Since we're in the middle of a motion. So the, the point for discussion has closed. I think if, oh, if there's sorry. additional discussion, the, uh, if the motion fails, it can be, it can be re reintroduced. It can be additional discussion. Or um, if the mayor wants, we could entertain additional questions at this point. <laughs> Rather than going through that whole process, the time that ends um, in 2026. I'm sorry, I was looking for the papers. I apologize. And just maybe well, a little background on, on what I would like, Yeah, I didn't get them today. Yes. Uh, so the border review, when when a property owner has a receives their notice of assessment, they have the opportunity to, to challenge or contest what the county has assessed their property value at. So they would appear before this board of review. The board of review would hear their their contention or their, their issues with their, their proposed assessment for this year. And then in conjunction with the county, uh, county equalization department who handles the assessing for the city will respond and make a determination as to whether or not to grant the relief requested by the homeowner or deny that relief requested. Appearance at the, um, <laughs> appearance before this board 
uh, is, is a required step in, in order to be able to uh, pursue a appeal before the Michigan tax tribunal. You have to go to the Board of Review first uh, in order to be able to pursue that if you're a residential property owner. So, so it's a uh, an individual that's going to, your ideal candidates is going to be someone that familiar uh, with real estate, maybe have some information or, or background on equalization or value, valuation, valuation uh, of property. Um, but really, primarily, they're going to rely upon that assessor uh, that sits in with them on that and making that determination. And it's, not a, it's not an emotional-based appeal. It's a, There has to be some sort of... Um, I'll substantial. Use it. Yeah, well, or, you know, if your property was was zoned, was, uh, zoned for residential, but it was assessed as industrial or commercial or something, uh, an error along those lines, then that could be corrected. Um, or the cap was taken off the property and shouldn't be taken off. Correct. Um, it also, they do hear hardship cases too, or poverty cases. And there, so. there are standards and thresholds for the for the hardship yep. that if the individual provides, you know, demonstrates a financial need or financial difficulty, or they are qualified based on those standards. That's the role of the board review. And how often do they meet? Once a year. Oh, that's three it. Days, no, right? they beat two days in March, once one in July and one in December. But um, the March boards are two, they're a full day. So you have from eight till five during the day, and then you have an afternoon session till nine o'clock at night. So, and the first one is this Thursday, and the next one is the following Thursday. So, so, so they would be at the meeting on Thursday. Correct, but I don't know if we're so, going to have enough uh, enough uh, people or board members for Thursday. So we'll have to see if they're going to have to push it to another day. Okay. How, how many yeah. people are on that board? Three, three, and we have a quorum with two. Any other questions? No, thank you. You're welcome. The roll call is still with uh, you, Councilwoman Panet. Oh, you got to me already. Yep. Um, yes. Thank you. Councilmember Miller? Yes. Motion carried. Yes. Oh, no, I never got the vote. <laughs> <laughs> we are approaching the I think. Yeah. Okay. Next, the city administrator report. Do you have anything from? I just have one thing from our um, code enforcement officer. Um, he just wanted to let everybody know that Fontenot is done for today, but they will be back out each day until they have gone through the city once, chipping and hauling per their contract. Uh, Big Dave's is done for the day. They have been working, getting the hazardous branches and fallen trees taken care of first. In some cases, they only did cuts to remove the hazardous and clear sidewalks and streets. They will be back out tomorrow and continue so until the city is complete. They will haul out anything that Fontenot does not. Does not. There will be no yard waste bags being picked up until April 3rd. All bags or cans that have yard waste must be pulled back from the street until, the, until that time. Um, we have multiple trees and branches down throughout the city because of the storms, and they we are asking um, the residents to please be patient as we do the cleanup for this. And that's the only thing I have. And then um, we also, the city administrator did send out today to everybody the follow up to the questions we had at our last meeting. 
and um, we are knocking those off as soon as we can, or as soon as we can get a hold of some of the people. Some of them we did not have phone numbers for to be able to call them, so um, we have had people knocking on their doors to talk to them. So, okay. and that's all I have. Thank you. Yep. City Attorney. Uh, nothing for me tonight. Um, infrastructure Study Group. Uh, yeah, so obviously we, uh, the, the group met to uh, put together the recommendation that was approved uh, to, or adopted tonight uh, by council. Um, the other thing I just wanted to mention from, from that meeting, because it's, it's just continued good news, is that our, our water loss rate is at 3% for this past month. So that's now three months in a row um, where we've been 3% or less. So again, uh, continuing to keep our fingers crossed that the smoking gun uh, that we were looking for has been found and, and hopefully our water loss rates will, will be at, at a low rate from here on forward. That's it? Yep. Thank you. Parks and Rex Committee. I'm going to uh, jump in here. Um, uh, Barb yes. is going to, uh, it's putting, we are having breakfast with breakfast and, or no, or, or lunch. <laughs> <laughs> breakfast with the, I keep saying breakfast with the bunny or lunch. Brunch. Um, brunch. We're going to have brunch with the bunny. Um, we are, or Barb is now, go ahead. <laughs> you're looking yes. For so we're, we're going to try for, um, March 25th, or what was the second date? April. April 2nd, which is a Sunday, right? Yes. So we're going to try for one of those two dates. We are definitely going to go ahead with it. We just have to find um, which, um, which is going to work best for the committee for cleanup and which will be attracting more children. That's what we really want. Right. So it's going to be 325 or and we'll have that date out it'll it'll be posted as soon as possible as soon we as we really know that by this evening Sharon. oh should we oh, well, i have to wait for the person that i need to talk to the whole problem with the 25th is because there is another event that happens like two hours after the out the time of the breakfast with the bunny we just have to make sure that we are able to turn the room around the for our next event and I think that's doable because they leave to go out in the back and look for eggs. So it's actually, we'd even be out of the room sooner than that, right? Possibly. If we make sure it's over after they go out. Yeah, it's one way. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we do have another bingo coming up on March 16th. It's going to be a St. Patrick's Eve. We're going to do a potluck. So we will provide corned beef, and then we ask uh, residents to bring a dish to pass. They can sign up, um, and then we'll do a St. Patrick's Day bingo. What time? Yeah, that's good. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, what have we been doing? Six to eight? Mm -hmm. Yeah, six to eight. Six to eight p.m. But this will be Thursday, not Friday, oh. for March. So it's for, oh, because now you don't want to. Uh, I get it. Yes, I don't. <laughs> I think people want to. <laughs> Do their own thing on St. Patrick's Day. Sure. And then we're hoping we do have one um, activity per month. And I'm hoping other council members, if you want to take a night and tell me what you want to do, I'll be happy to help you run with it. Absolutely. And then we'll put those dates out. There you go. Yeah, thanks for doing all this. Yeah, thank you. Sure. Um, planning Commission. Yeah, so at our, our last meeting, um, Planning Commission adopted updated rubbish standards. Um, basically, there were two things that were done. One is that we changed the zoning language 
um, that said the, the keyword from shall to may with respect to having a uh, requiring a, um, a fire safe room uh, to store trash. Um, so that that's now optional instead of a requirement. And then in addition, um, with respect to uh, garbage cans that are used by the businesses, um, we, we added that they needed to be covered and that they needed to be out of public view, stored out of public view. And that was it. Thank you. Some card. Question, did you do anything about the recycling? No, there wouldn't touch the recycling. That'll be, that will be on the agenda council to officially adopt, right? Correct. On this, this meeting on yeah. Sometimes um no report. I'm reading sometimes or saying it, but anyway. Southfield Public Schools. Uh they've uh, Southfield Public Schools has launched their celebrity readers program and they have uh, opportunities where you can actually go online and um register to read and that kind of thing. So it looks like kind of a cool way to do it. And I think it's expanding beyond beyond just the month of um whatever reading month. Um, so anyway, um, people have been invited, but I would imagine that if you're interested in volunteering, that you can also reach out and, um, you know, sign up to to read in one of the classrooms in one of the district buildings. I have to finish signing up. I was invited. Picking a day. <clears throat> Thank you. Um, Sakura, Sakwa minutes i'm assuming that's going to be from soon so they're in the packet they're in the I packet don't. yeah no i mean the top oh correct okay two bolts so um for unfinished and new business um i asked um the city manager to put the communication plan in the package so one it stays in front of us but my my idea was to kind of start drafting something because i think that what we need, especially from um, the storms that just happened, we need to have like a call tree or some type of um, emergency plan that's written out that's clear for all the residents, you know, to know how this works or how, you know, what happens during the storm. So anyway, I was just saying all that, if, at, at some point, I'm hoping that we as a council can also start um, thinking about after looking at these examples, thinking about a communications plan um, that we can kind of talk about maybe in a study session or something, because we definitely need to start drafting one. So that's why it's in there, just for your review. Next, we um, public comment. Anyone want to talk about any anything that's on your mind for approximately three minutes? Anyone online or in the audience? Three minutes. I don't see any hands, so I will close the public comment and we will go to mayor and council comments. Breakfast with the bunnies, do that. Um, one, I really want to thank um, DPW for. Um, their hard work during the storm. They did majorly overtime um, for actually both storms. And uh, so I, I want to make sure that if you see them out, maybe thumbs up. I do have a question. I did send some um, photos over to Sue because there are 
um, city trees that I drove around after the storms to see what trees that we need to take care of. And there's some trees that's hanging over like the roads were just like if the next storm comes through, it's going to be in the middle of the road. So tree program. That is actually, I was on that list to Bill Simon's okay. enforcement. He is working. I know he went he went out today and was uh, driving around discussing um, tree damage uh, for city tree, you know, for everything really. Um, I know he was here uh, yesterday as well, and he is working through making, you know, making sure he's got all of those identified to make sure that we're going to help him out. Um, he and I have talked about moving forward the tree program. Um, so I, I'm hoping it will have, and then still have something to pass along to students through consideration in the coming in weeks and few months. So I don't know what we're trying to do. And he's also working with Dave's Tree Service to get pick up the trees for the city properties. I mean, it's, it's not a um, emergency, but I'm saying, but some of the trees that yeah. I saw, mm -hmm. like there's a big one that's hanging over Santa Barbara, and it seems like it's getting lower and lower, <laughs> yeah. and it's a, it's a nice size. Oh, okay. that's one he's issue. Yes. My guess is that he's probably just that little, he's probably not, but I'm sure he It's not, it's just where you, you stop and look at it, it's like, you know, Maybe two good storms come through. Right. It needs to be turned back. Okay. As long as we're talking trees, can I jump mm -hmm. in here for a second? So I, I talked to a few residents recently, and one one idea that that surfaced, given that we're a tree city and we have a ton of problems with trees, and you know, if you ever go on villagers with a village voice, you know, there's always, you know, who can I get to to you know cut this tree or trim this tree or take care of this issue? One thing that we floated as, as a possible idea. Is, is, there, is there any way that the city might be able to arrange for some type of con, you know, group discount for the city so that any residents who has uh, a tree issue can call that preferred vendor and get a discounted rate towards towards their, their kind of similar to what we've done with the um uh, the the water lines and sewer lines, you know, the home home lines where we have a you know insurance that we kind of partnered with it's a little bit different but I'm just wondering if there's any way that we can do something like that to help the residents get a discounted rate to maintain their trees so that we don't have these these issues all the time or less of these issues i i know i'm the, the questions i'm posed a similar concept to the questions i'm posed about you know for residents to uh, purchase trees i haven't heard of a program quite like that where you but I'll certainly chit chat with um, with Bill about it. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like a, a great idea because I mean, you know, I mean, we've all had issues with, with trees in our homes, and there is this like a I don't know. So, I, you know, to be able to have um, you know a solid contract so that you can rely upon for good rates. Yeah, I'll I'm chat with Bill about it and see if he's um, one if he's ever heard of a program like this, or you know, how we can. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I would, yeah. I would think if I was a tree vendor, this that would be a really great thing to have a contract like that, and maybe we could put out an RFP and have multiple, you know, uh, uh, vendors apply, and whichever one provides the greatest discount for, you know, a, a, a la carte, you know, type of service list of services, you know, we go with that particular vendor, and that way it's fair. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a great idea. 
Are you, I know Roger Lynn has been working on these things for a couple of years. Are you including him in this? I know there were only two people on the tree committee, so. I wasn't going to name names, but yeah, Roger's who I've been talking to about, about getting started Roger and Tree. So yeah, um, certainly I've been chatting with, chatting with Roger on a, on a pretty, fairly regular basis on, on the tree project. Because um, there was a program through the county, I believe. Has anything happened with that? There's no county program I'm aware of. I mean, it may have been something that happened before. You know, Roger and I have talked about. No, it was something that was supposed to be happening in April. There was going to be a discount that it was it was put out. I'll I'll find some more info on it. I'm not aware of that particular um, program, but that I'm certainly wouldn't put it past the county, right? Um, and then the go ahead. You have something else about trees. <laughs> I had a question. Do you know, I've seen a lot of residents with their, like, their personal trees that have, you know, fallen down. Do you know if, like, Bill's been going out to, like, at least check on them and see if they have, you know, like, you know, maybe somebody's elderly or something? And... I I know that Bill has had conversations with some residents about trees that have fallen, um, you know, not private trees. I don't know if he's actively going out and, and seeking those conversations or see, you know, like he notices that I don't know if he's necessarily going and having those conversations. I know he's had a few conversations with residents who called or stopped by. Um, but I think right now his primary focus is on street safety. And do we have any resources available for people who aren't able to pay for that kind of thing? I don't have any personal resources, but um, I, again, I don't know. Um, I don't know if Bill's got any information that he's been providing. I, I'm I'm no, assuming. I, I don't necessarily think so, but I haven't been too involved in that particular kind of thing. Okay. And if anybody, any residents have logs that they're looking to get rid of, Back by the gazebo, the, the the city is looking for as much firewood as we can get. Uh, yeah, back that, okay, back that way, within reason. Yeah, within reason, within reason. Um, uh, just real, if the Oakland uh, Conservation District, that's who does the annual tree sales. You could order them through uh, Oakland Conservation District. They generally offer bulk, like seedlings at a discount, or you can buy. I've bought them. No, I know. <laughs> oh, but they're a little bit of the big tree. Yeah, right? no, they're you can buy <laughs> slightly larger ones, but they're they're usually you save most of the money if you buy small ones. Okay. It's the end of April every year they do it. You can pre-order them and then you pick them up. And... Like bigger than this? I mean, like I bought like 250, I think, pine trees. It might have been about that big. So <laughs> bigger a than little that. bit bigger than that. Actually, some of them, this is about 10 years ago, they're over 10 years old. Yeah, they, once they root, there you go. I just have a quick, are any of our residents still without power? Do we know? Yes. Oh, there are. There were some people in the lab that um, I looked. Yeah. And where would they be? Just scattered? Or is there one block where they're still out? Or That part, I don't know. Okay. Um, but I will say that it, um, I saw some, some, things on the villager if you have lines down that you're concerned about to send me your address um and I can see what I can do about getting somebody out there as soon as possible 
And then for me, the last thing for my part. Yeah, I know. So um is that we had really a great, I thought it was a good conversation when we had um uh, at Jagged Fork with the South Oakland's Mayor's Association. And so we decided to expand it for um the community. So we have a diversity, equity, and inclusion event that is going to be here Wednesday at 6 p.m. In, you know, in, here, um, in, the, <laughs> in the community room. Um, and we're working on it, uh, whether or not it'll be uh, recorded or streamed on it. Streamed on Facebook. I don't want to be yelled at from the guy in the sky. So we'll see what happens. So that is the guy in the sky is Joe, not yeah. guy. But <laughs> so um, that's all that I have for. I know. Anyone else? Council? Questions? Concerns? I mean, well, I'll go. I thought everybody's. You go. Um, so I, I don't have much to say, but I did want to say thank you to Barb. Uh, she's been doing a great job with putting on the events um, in the city. I want to say thank you, Kelly, for all of your updates for when the power went out. Um, thank you to your you know, your contacts and everything. Um, and then also, I just wanted to thank the residents who came out to my um, office hours. Office hours. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, we had a great conversation and we are working on your concerns and thank you. That's all. Oh, I, I can hijack this now. Something happened on um, hijacking yours. If there's another council person ready to uh, do their office hours, so please tell the city manager. That would be next month, right? Be You're trying to do one a month? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, are you saying someone is ready, or are you saying no. if, if, someone if someone is ready? Is ready <laughs> which I got to skip it, but anyway, I'm sorry. Go back. I didn't want to hijack your time. Oh, no, that's Mike. all I have. Thank you. Um, and hopefully everyone's power comes back on um, soon. So. That's ridiculous. But... Thank you. That's all I have. Anyone else? Yeah, I just want to say, you know, feel bad for all the residents that have had lost power. I'm assuming there are going to be a lot of consequences from all the things that happened. Some people were out for, I mean, I was out for four days. A lot of people were out for longer. Some are still out. So if there's anything that we can do as a city to offer resources in any way to help with, you know, whatever unforeseen consequences people might be facing, I think that would be great. And also, I know there were conversations with DTE in the past. Um, I think that there needs to be some kind of conversation with them again. Um, they spent a lot of time trimming trees in the last year or two here, and um, this was one of the worst things that we've ever had. So I don't understand, you know, I don't, I don't think it's the tree trimming that is uh, impacting this. So um, I think we, that we need to have some kind of conversation to see what's going on in Lathrop with our, with our electricity. I know it, it impacted a lot of people across the state, but... Um, like I said, they have spent a lot of time here supposedly making a difference, and it has not. So, anything further? No. Anyone else? 
Yeah. Um, so I just wanted to check in and see if is, is there been any moving forward at all with the encroachment discussion. And we just, I just want to make sure that that's staying alive. I know we were kind of waiting for Bill to get up to speed a little bit. Bill and I have been working on, um, you know, we've, we've been working through that. Working together, uh, making sure that he's getting the, the guidance and training he needs on, you know, just in general to say that that is something um, that we, he and I have started talking about. Um, we've started very, you know, kind of as we're out in the field doing things, identifying your Keep it a database. That, you know, we're kind of starting our own little pile, if you will, of of, of properties and and series and that we're going to talk about. So I'm um, still a little ways out from being able to bring information, and we really want to have a good amount of data and information collected, um, so that when we're you know coming for council to talk about it, and we have a good discussion. So. Um, not definitely not a, a dead conversation. But there's quite a bit of information I gather. Okay. And Scott, is there any um, update on the breach uh, from the uh, closed session? I have not heard anything from the attorney general's office. Okay. Um, All right. And then just the last thing um, at our last meeting, uh, both in the study session and in the um, uh, council meeting, there were some figures thrown out, and I, I I knew that they were not correct, but I didn't want to say anything until I had the the particular numbers. So, um, there were there were talks about you know what one point seven million dollars of of uh, engineering fees for Gibbles and Webster, and uh, went back and looked, and and that was a pretty big inflation. It's it's just a little over, and this is with respect to the the, the two uh, three year projects that we have going on. Um, their engineering fees are about one million dollars. They're actually um, thirteen, almost fourteen percent under budget on their their engineering fees. And when you look at it as a percentage of the total project, um, it's about nine point four percent of the overall spend. Um, MDOT looks at at uh, fifteen to twenty five percent of engineering fees for their projects. Uh, industry standards are about five to seven percent for design and ten to fifteen percent. For construction, so that's a total of 15 to 22 percent. So again, below that, and, and if you look online uh, for for guidelines, the, the most conservative uh, estimates that I could find were under 15 percent, and we are well under 15 percent. So, um, I just wanted to correct that number, and and you know, Gibbles and Webster is doing a good job of managing the engineering fees for uh, these two very large projects. Well, I do need to respond to that because that's something I asked for in the um, infrastructure FOIA that I filed back in March of 2022, and I never received it. So I actually went through the check registers and added up what we have paid to Giffels Webster, and that was for a two-year period, and it was 1.7 million. So, but that would—that's where that, that amount came from. Right, but that that wouldn't be for the the, the two projects. That would be well. For it all, was pretty close. All over. projects that we do with Kimball's including planning commission. Well, right, but that's not that's not a whole that's not a whole lot in the in the big scheme of things. So mm -hmm. again, if if I had received the information that I asked for, you know, I wouldn't have had to estimate or spend all that time going through each check that was written. So that's all I have. All right. Well, then I will take the motion to adjourn. Motion to adjourn. Second. We are adjourned. Have a great night.